Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts, and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning, and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. Hey, so joining me again this week for Brew Your Brain and Sharpen Your Wit is my sister, Carla Cockrell. Hello, Daily Grind. Got me a cup of my favorite brew, too, so let's go. Mm, Yeah. And now it's that time of the daily grind to brew your brain. It's Friday, September 1st. Woo! New month. Yay! And <laughs> on September 1st in 1983, this first one's a little tragic, Korean Airlines Flight 007 was shot down over the Soviet Union with oh. 269 people on board. Do you remember that? I remember. With 1985, the ta- on this date, the Titanic was discovered. Oh. 350 miles southeast of Newfoundland, Canada. Wow. In 1999, on this date, the German government moved from Bonn to Berlin. Oh. I know. That was Seems after that... reunification and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. on this date, in 2004, the Beslan school siege began with armed terrorists taking school children and school uh, hostage in North Ossetia, Russia. Three days later, oh. all of the people, including a lot, 385 people, including many of the children, were killed. Oh, uh, that's horrible. Horrible. Um, but that's a global problem, not just an American problem. Oh, that's horrible. And <laughs> For those of you following things in the DC universe, September 1st is the birthday of Jonathan Kent, that amazing man who raised Clark. Whoa, okay. I know. Mm-hmm. September 1st is Cherry Popover Day. Oh, that sounds good. That does sound good. It is <laughs> Emma Nut Day. Okay. And uh, <laughs> money will help with that one. That is to celebrate Emma Nutt as the telephone switchboard operator. Oh, that Emma Nutt. <laughs> okay. She was hired as the first woman telephone operator. If you remember okay. the old laugh ins, you know, when Lily oh, and right. like, oh, right. Yes. You know, <laughs> everything was a party line and they had to do that. But anyway, yes. she was the first woman telephone operator. At the telephone dispatch company in Boston, where she previously was employed as a telegraph operator. Okay. And she she served as the telephone operator, chief operator at several exchanges, and finally on the traffic staff until she retired in 1915. Okay. Well, that's Emma. Emma Nutt. Okay. 
There you go. Had no idea. It's also Giro Day. All right. That sounds good. Uh, love those. And it is No Rhyme or Reason Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please do not ask me why. <laughs> I think you know what would be coming. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> and now it's that time on the day of the grind to sharpen your wit. September, I think, is weird. September is not the seventh month. And October is not the eighth month. That is weird. Like, what's up with that? I don't know. Did you know that George Lucas has a dog, had a dog? I don't know the state of his dog, but (laughs) named Indiana. No. Yeah. George Lucas's dog was named Indiana. I had no idea. (laughs) Pablo Escobar, 25 sheets of copy paper are called a choir. Q-U-I-R-E. Q-U-I-R-E. 25 sheets of 20, 25 paper. sheets. Okay. Make up a choir. Uh, mm. 20 okay. choirs make up a ream. Okay. So a ream of papers. 500. Okay. But it's, but it's also 20 choirs. 20 choirs of paper. <laughs> so you could okay. ask for so many choirs of paper if you didn't, you know, want to do that. Right. So, Russia, I found this out because I'm still on a uh, reestablished Pluto as a legitimate planet. Yes. Get rid of this dwarf planet nonsense. Yes. Russia, the country, has a larger surface area than Pluto. Oh, no. <laughs> You're kidding. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Oh, it looks, it's hard to tell in space. He's so far away. Right. <gasps> That's crazy. The actor. Wilford Brimley, yes, once had a job as Howard Hughes's bodyguard. Oh, that's crazy! I know. Hey, Carla, if you can't master the guitar, don't fret. <laughs> okay, good advice. Oh my goodness! Here's some more good advice: a zoo is probably the safest place to fart in public. <laughs> Who's going to know? Who's going to know? Uh, Just all kinds of noises, all kinds of smells. No, you know. (laughs) I'm not afraid of them, but I just don't like elevators. So I take steps to avoid them. (laughs) That's a good alternative. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And here's one that I think you would appreciate because it's subtle. And I can't believe I've never noticed it in all these years. What? But if you take the IRS... And mash them together, they spell uh-huh. theirs. theirs. Mm-hmm. I have noticed. I have noticed. I was like, yeah. did somebody do that on purpose? <sighs> and now it's that time of the daily grind to enrich your faith. And joining me because it's Friday is Maritza. Hello, buenos dias. Maritza, so glad you're with me here on Friday. We're going to look at Psalm 40, and I played just a 30-second little bumper of U2's version of Psalm 40. They recorded live at the Red Rocks in 1983. One of the first times that I remember hearing that song, and it was performed 40 years ago this year. Wow. And And it's Psalm 40. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Dang, I'm 41. 
So, so you were you were a one year old. John uh, was his senior year of high school, and so, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So Psalm forty. What'd you think? So Psalm forty. So thank you for letting me know about the song. So I listened to the song. And I read the psalm, and I had two different feelings. <laughs> so, I, actually, I read Psalm 40 first. This is basically saying I was stuck, I felt lost, but I was patient, and you, like, delivered me. And, you know, I, I now I'm going to sing, you know, forever for you. I'm going to continue to spread your word. It's like a, a transformative power of faith. Like, that's the best way I could say how I read it. However, or are they saying they're out of it? I think, and so then I was like, oh, I felt that too. <laughs> David's life is just a roller coaster of being anointed king. I'm on the flea for my life, ups and downs. It's amazing. He's known in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. Still just a guy and broken and did a lot of bad things as well as a lot of good things. And I think that's this song is this declaration of going, here's what God has done, what I know he will do. But right now I'm, I'm not experiencing it, but I'm believing it. And it is that kind of, I have this complete faith in who God is and there's truth about him. But, but when, am I going to be delivered from this? Cause it kind of, it sets up at the end where he says, but as for me, I'm poor and needy and may the Lord think of me, you know, cause you're my help and my deliverer, but don't delay. And I think that's the essence of you two song is how long you lifted me out of the pit, out of the miry clay. You set my feet upon the rock. You know, you made my footsteps firm and, and you put a new song in my mouth and I will sing a new song. But then it's this, but how long mm-hmm. to sing this song? Because it's, um, I'm, I'm in the midst of w- waiting a little bit. The last line, at least in the version that I read, because it says, but as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. And so it, that part is saying like, okay, he's still poor. He's still needy. So think of me. But at the same point, it's like, why didn't you just deliver me already? So it's like, to me, I was just kind of like, I felt sad because it's, it's, you're sitting there going, okay, I'm going to have faith in you. I'm going to have faith that you're going to push me through this. It's, it's like being stuck in the mud and, and you lifted me out. And now I have this joyous thing until the next thing comes along because you're right. We're human. And it did make me feel less alone and less lost. But that line at the very end made me feel like, so if you haven't heard me, which you know they, he obviously, God did hear you. Why didn't you deliver me already? And maybe this is because that's where I'm at in my life. Mm. Well, because I think David is just so honest and raw with, here's these truths. And in uh, reading it, that's the thing I love about going back to the Psalms is because you can read them over and over, but the, what I have experienced is that you're never the same person reading them. That's true. And that's why at this point, what's going on with David when this is written? I don't know. 
the true like history context, like, Hey, what exactly was going on? I know for me, I think that I, what I really love is the, the proclamations of truth that David makes starts where he kind of ends. Because if you think about that last line of God, you're my help and my deliverer. You're my God. Do not Mm -hmm. delay. Line one, he kicks off this whole thing with, I waited patiently for the Lord. Yeah. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. So it's this, I know what God has done in the past and I know what he will continue to do. And, and in between, he makes these kind of, I'm going to reorient myself and just say things that are really true. And I am really kind of struck reading it this last time probably like at verse six, where he gets into the fact that it's not about all the ritual and ceremony, but it's about relationship. I mean, those have a place, but I think to me, it gets to the the core. I think of the thing that the whole book, uh, the whole Bible is about is that God wants a relationship with us. And that when we reciprocate that desire uh, and want a relationship with God that that transforms everything. That's where it starts. And so that's what really struck me like in six and eight, as I was reading it it was just David going, Hey, we can maybe set aside a lot of the complex traditional worship and stuff and point that God's primarily not interested in those rituals or sacrifices or festivals or priests, but, um, those are external things that don't bring God joy because he really wants something deeper. And I think David grasped that to say, you know, God's not some impersonal force like gravity, but he's also not some man-made God, you know, that we struggle with all the time. I think Blas Pascal had one of my favorite quotes because he says that, you know, God created man in his image. And then man turned around and returned the favor. And we we tend to create God in our image. And so when we think of him, it's hard for us to think of this deity because we want to project onto God our own smallness and pettiness and vindictiveness and, you know. Well, yeah, we humanize him. Impatience. Yeah, we humanize him. And, And so, you know, we can think of him sometimes as just, you know, unpredictable and, you know, full of you know, just tantrums or whatever. Um, but I think all those kind of things just miss it, you know, and because uh, they, you know, make all these assumptions about a God that really isn't who he is. And it's not a formula, you know. Um, and I think David, you know, as a somebody who sought God's heart, you know, realized that, you know, and he's saying it's not rituals, it's not offerings. They have a place, but they don't define God's ultimate desire because what he really wants is us, our hearts, well, our intentions, he, thoughts. So it's like, it. it's actually, so the theme to me that when I, when I read it is just that obedience to God's law, mm. because even the song, like if you listen to the lyrics of the YouTube song that you asked me to listen to, that repetitive over and over and over again saying how long how long do i sing how long that is such a um it's it's a sense of obedience i'm 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 doing this over and over and over again oh that's so good 
like it, it is it's yes. like a repetition there's a there's a mariachi song um uh, my husband always sings it it's, it's like porque estás que te vas que te vas y te vas and when he's like you keep on saying like you're you're gonna leave you're gonna leave you're gonna leave well you know just go but it's that that repetition that over and over again and that's a sense of obedience that's how i took it Mm. And even, and I saw it in the song, right? Where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're repeating that same thing over and over. I will sing, I will sing how long. And then in the, in the Psalm, when you go back to it, it's saying, I will be obedient to you. I'm going to spread your word. I will not seal my lips. I'm, that is a sense of obedience. Yeah. And cause, and I think at the end, cause he hasn't been delivered at this point, but he goes, but I'm going to proclaim your acts to the great assembly. I'm not going to keep my mouth closed. I'm not going to hide your righteousness in my heart. I'm going to speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I don't want to conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. I take that kind of to mean sometimes we feel like I, I can't say anything unless I have it all together. But the truth is we never have it all. We're always, uh, I like the way um, Eugene Peterson and the message translation in verse 17, he translates it. He goes, well, in fact, 16 and 17, but all are hunting for you and let them sing and be happy. Let those who know what you're all, let those who know what you're all about, tell the world you're great and not quitting. And me, I'm a mess. I'm nothing and I have nothing, but make something of me. You can do it. You've got what it takes. But God, please don't put it off. Don't delay. Because I feel like that's where I am most of the time. <laughs> so the part um, that I guess most, like I felt the most is, um, I guess it's like verse 11 where it says, do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without numbers surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. Mm. and that right there is like and there are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me be pleased to save me lord come quickly lord to help me yeah and that part right there like was like a gut punch to me because i'm like i cannot see sometimes i cannot see but i'm still looking for him even though i can't yes see. oh i love that yeah oh my gosh i just i just choked myself up no i love that marisa <laughs> no, that's awesome Jesus really emphasized whole scripture is to wholeheartedly love and surrender ourselves to God because that's the greatest and first commandment, but it's, but it's relational. And, and I think ultimately our journey of faith hinges on the disposition of our hearts. You know, it's not mechanics. It's not, you know, an incantation. It's not steps. It is just, attitude that we come to God saying, Hey, here's where I am. And God really saying, yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm going to be there. And, but there's times where we are on top of the mountain. And then there's times where I think we learn and grow because we're down, you know, in the valleys. And I love David starting this whole thing off with just going, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined and, and heard my cry. I waited and I waited and I waited for God and taught me how to sing a new song of praise. I love Psalm 40. And I, I just think it's cool that somebody made it a rock song. <laughs> yeah, That is pretty cool. And I would have never have known. That it was Psalm 40? 
nope. I would have been yeah. like, oh, I would have heard it the other way. I'm like, oh, look, they, they wrote <laughs> Psalm 40 is singing the YouTube song. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. David sampled some U2. No, I think I it's know. so cool. <laughs> All of a sudden, see, that's what's going to happen now. AI is going to do it. <laughs> that's Psalm 40. Are you happy going through Psalms for a while? I am happy going through Psalms. Yeah. Because Psalms are like songs, and it's pretty cool. And I hadn't heard that song in a while, and it made me just want to go, Lord, I, I'm so ready to sing a new song. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. That's, I mean... <laughs> It's nice that it's really like awesome. I actually I listened to the song. I added it to my playlist. I had never actually heard this song, so it was pretty cool. So it's good. So did you listen to the like the short version that was on like the child album, like their first one that had like Sunday Bloody Sunday in it or No, I actually listened to the live version. Oh, the Red Rock live one? Yes. Yeah, it's like five minutes. It's good. You should check that out on YouTube and watch the watch video. Them per- watch them perform that thing. Yeah. I bet it's out there somewhere. I'm sure. Well, Maritza, thanks. Hey, that's Friday, and it's the first day of a whole new month. September 1st. September 1st. I hope you have a great, long, much-deserved three-day weekend. You too. You too. See that pun? You too. You too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Man, I love... (laughs) Uh, you know, hmm, we just have to <laughs> stay banded together. So, <laughs> thank you so much. And I so look forward to next Friday. And Daily Grind Nation out there, uh, we look forward to seeing you Monday. I'll have a podcast, even though it is a holiday. But I hope those of you that don't have to work on that day have a good, safe day with family. Uh, have some rest and uh, read some Psalm 40. Sing a new song. So, Marisa, thank you. All right. Bye. Okay. Hey, great.